Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Scott Pauley. I'm so happy that you are joining our broadcast today. Several years ago, when we first began the Enjoying the Journey broadcast, we started with my favorite book of the Bible. I've adopted it really as my life's study on the book of Philippians. And the theme, of course, of that great book is the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, truly, it is the, the Bible treatise on what it means to enjoy the journey. Now we're thrilled to share this anniversary series with you again in the hopes that God will use it in your life to help you learn to enjoy the Lord Jesus Christ at whatever stage you happen to be on on life's journey. I trust that these studies from the Word of God today will refresh your spirit and renew your strength for the days ahead. God bless you as you listen. Our generation has lost the art of letter writing. I think with all of our technology and social media, somewhere we've lost what it means to sit down with a piece of paper and express our thoughts to someone. In an old-fashioned letter, some time ago I said to one of our children, I want you to write a letter to a person. And they looked at me like, what's a letter? I think we need to get back to some of that, frankly. There's something healthy about being able to sit down and just write. When you come to the New Testament, you find a collection of letters. Now, we call them epistles today, but that's what they are. They're personal letters. And many of them are written by the Apostle Paul. One of Paul's letters stands out above all the others as the most personal. It is, in many respects, a letter to friends, a love letter, if you will, a letter of tenderness and encouragement, of great blessing, a letter to bring joy. It is the letter to the church at Philippi. We call it the book of Philippians. And we've begun our study in Philippians chapter number 1. We've come now to verse number 4 where the Bible says, Always in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy. And I want to talk to you about where it all starts. Uh, this life of joy, this, this journey with Christ, where does it all start? Well, for a believer, it all starts in prayer. I love the fact that the first mention of the word joy in this book is connected to prayer. It's in the context of communing with God. You see, if you make your joy all about your communication with other people, I just tell you, you're going to be sorely disappointed. But if you can learn the joy of entering Christ's presence, of entering the throne room of the Creator God of the universe and communing with Him, oh, you've learned the open secret to enjoying the journey. Prayer is, in many ways, the canopy to the presence of God. For example, notice all the superlatives in verse 4. Always, in every prayer of mine, for you all making request with joy. I love the fact that in every place, in every circumstance, at every time, for every person, prayer is the answer. So whatever you're dealing with today, whoever you're dealing with today, wherever you may be today, at this moment you can pause and pray. And you can pray with joy. You can pray with the joy of knowing that there's a God in heaven who still hears and answers prayer. My favorite prayer verse is Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. You ever think about how much you don't know? And you ever think about how much God does know? God says, I'll show you some of that. I'll let you in on some of that if you'll just simply learn to pray. Dr. John R. Rice used to say, all of our failures are prayer failures. Why is that? Because your prayer life is your Christian life. You know, if I had written the Bible, I would say, read the Bible without ceasing. 
Go to church without ceasing. Witness without ceasing. Uh, do good things for others without ceasing. But God who wrote the Bible said one thing, pray without ceasing. It's interesting, but the first word of verse 4 in Philippians 1 is always. Prayer is the only thing we're told to do without ceasing. Now why is that? Because your prayer life touches every other area of your life. And all of our Christian walk grows out of the overflow of our time in the presence of God. The Apostle Paul understood that this is where it all starts. You know, so many people even who want to study the Bible really don't want to pray. That's a terrible mistake. Martin Luther used to say, to pray well is to study well. And I really believe this. I believe the best way to study your Bible is on your knees. It's to enter in the presence of God, to talk to the author, to let him explain his book to you. And so we must begin where God begins with this matter of prayer. Not only is prayer our communion with God, but notice how it connects us to others. It's interesting that in Philippians chapter 1, verse 4, Paul is not praying for himself. He's actually praying for those people in the church in Philippi. Now, let's put it in context. Where's Paul sitting? He's in jail. He's sitting behind prison bars. I don't know about you, uh, but if I were going to begin with prayer, I'd begin with a prayer request. Would you please pray I get out of jail? But instead, he turns it around and he prays for them. We'll come back to this thought later in our study in the book of Philippians. But it's beautiful to see how prayer is designed to get our eyes off of ourselves and first on the Lord and then on others. You'll remember the little acrostic, J-O-Y, joy. Jesus first, others second, yourself last. Well, friends, that's really the way prayer is supposed to be. Isn't it ironic that in the one thing where we think ourselves most spiritual, our prayer times, we actually reveal how truly selfish and carnal we are. I challenge you to do something. Listen to yourself pray sometime. <laughs> Listen to yourself. Have you ever noticed how much of our prayers are consumed with our needs and concerned with what we want? And yet the Apostle Paul gives us by example a beautiful truth here. If you want joy, learn to pray for the needs of others. And here's the beautiful thing. When you begin to pray for others, when you begin to intercede, God works on both ends. The Lord will work in their lives, but the Lord will also work to bring joy to your heart and life. And so the Apostle Paul says, Always, in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy. Now if you come down to verse number 9, we find this phrase, And this I pray. So in verse 4, he says, I'm praying for you. But in verse 9, he says, here's what I'm praying for you. You know, many times we say to people, I'm praying for you, and then we don't do it. Did you know there's a Bible word for that? It's called lying. That's right. When we say we're going to pray for someone and we don't do it, we're not telling the truth. I've tried to make it a practice through the years. If I tell someone I'm going to pray for them, I do one of two things. I either stop right then and there and pray for them and with them, or I write it down. And when I write it down, I try to go back and then pray for that person specifically. Now the next time we study together, we're going to look at Paul's specific prayer request. You have not because ye ask not. And I want to challenge you to read Philippians chapter 1 verses 9 through 11 because this will give you Paul's prayer request. This will give you the great secret to where the joyful journey begins. It all starts in prayer. 
Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. We are grateful you've joined us for this study today. If you love the book of Philippians, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and download the audiobook of Philippians. Scott also has a full sermon series through Philippians that we believe will be an encouragement to you as well. And until next time, may the joy of Jesus help you enjoy the journey.